Good morning. <clears throat> Today, of course, is Hey Teves, which, of course, we famously celebrate in Chabad with regards to the uh, return of the Svarim that were taken during uh, what was you could call sort of a family-related uh, dispute. And the Rebbe said it's, it's not really a legitimate dispute. It's a gneva. And ultimately, the Svarim were returned uh, after the court recognized the knowledge, accepted the Rebbe's position. And after a few more uh, necessary steps, this forum actually will return, and that's a big simcha. So I don't want to get into the uh, specific details relating to this particular case. But first of all, huh? so, so first of all, from the Masha from the Rebbe, the Rebbe doesn't want uh, people uh, dwelling so much on the, the story itself. And number two, I'm sure you can hear it from any other sources far better. Then, of course, there's the whole Ruchlistic uh, aspect of the day, and uh, I'm not going to get into that either. You can leave that for the Fabrengans, etc. But uh, on a day like this, we can't really uh, talk about other things either. So, uh, based on the, what the Rebbe said, that this is a day that's essentially dedicated to Svarim, so I would like to discuss and elaborate various uh, issues, various instances that are cited in Svarim, that are that resemble that are connected to various aspects of this incident of Heitavis. So that way we can honor Heitavis uh, through uh, being ayin in Svarim and uh, th- look at Heitavis through the prism of through the lens of what Svarim have to say about similar things. Now, when you come when you have this this nexus of uh, Svarim and Gnevis and or Yerushas. So there actually are a number of possible uh, topics we could explore. So I'm going to start, though, with uh, the question of actually stealing svarim, the issue, the problem with stealing svarim. So in the, the Shalas and Shuvas of the Rif, I hope and assume that uh, I don't have to introduce who the Rif is. Like other great Rishayim, we don't uh, give everyone an introduction. They don't need an introduction. So in the Shalas and Shuvas of the Rif, Simon Kuflam at Gimel, there's a Shaila, Echad one of the Talmudim stole his friend's Sifri Pirushim, whatever those are. Seemingly not his friend's Chidushim, but uh, back then Svarim were very scarce. And uh, his friend had some uh, Sefer that he felt was important to his learning, and he saw no choice but to uh, abscond with it. And uh, his friend confronted him. He said, hey, you took my uh, Sifri Pirushim. So he said, well, let me tell you something. That I'm not giving them back to you until I finish copying them. I need uh, I need the svarim. They're important. It's very hard to get your hands on a sefer uh, a thousand years ago, and uh, I need it. I know, I'm not giving I'm not giving it back till I copy it. And uh, the shaila concludes. There was apparently someone of some authority who said, "Yeah, you talk a lot to Agneva svarim. It's fine." So they asked the Rif. So the Rif answers, the Rif responds. And this is also printed in the Shal's Chivas Rajba. It says on top, Rif Zal, it just got included somehow also in the Kavits of the Chivas Rajba. That uh, the, the Gainev and the Maida, the one who's, who uh, legitimized it, it's all Shalekadin. It's all wrong, not correct. Why did the person who says it's Mutter say it's Mutter? Must be because you know, it's for Tivri Taira. The person wants to learn Taira, so that's a mitzvah, so it's got to be a good thing. But it's a mistake because it says in Gemara, Lulav, Hagazel, Apostle, you steal a Lulav, you can't be yet to the mitzvah of Lulav. I want to do a mitzvah. No, but you did an aver of stealing. And it's a Pasuk, and Yashem Ayev Mishpat, Saini Gazel Ba'ila. So therefore, the person who uh, gave his okay is a Chaitu Machti. That's his problem. And the, and the Gainev, he was over on three laven. Number one, he was a Gainev, he stole. Number two, he swore he's not returning that. And that's Nishba Lavrel Divritaita. So that itself is a Shtikl Chidlish. Right away, when you swear you're not going to give it back, you're being over on Behishavis Zela, you're swearing against that, uh, you're being over on those Divritaita. And then the Nif says you're also being over on Gezel. And it's like a word here about how you're being over on Geneva and Gezel together, which is its own discussion of. What and how that works, because originally he took it uh, behind the guy's back, and now he's uh, resisting returning it, so is that two separate things? Is that what the Riff is saying, or, uh, or you automatically are over on both? That's a, a whole separate discussion. 
And he concludes again, that mitzvah that he was aiming for didn't work. It says, meaning he did not succeed in doing the mitzvah of Lulav, so the same applies here. Now, there's a lot to discuss, a lot to unpack here in this Tshuva uh, uh which seems was not uh, cited a lot, meaning in the last few hundred years, you have a certain number of sermons that discuss it, but Relatively speaking, it was not uh, didn't make it into Shulchan Aruch, wasn't discussed by Rishonim. But so, besides the questions of the Nishba Lavrel Devritera or the Gneva versus Gzela, but first of all, this Nakoda, you're saying that it's, it's Gneva, happens to be that in many Svarim you have this idea that if someone gives you a Pekadon, gives you a safer to watch, and the assumption usually is you can't touch a Pekadon, it's not for you, not for you to, to use, to look at. But, uh, so let's say it's a safer, so it's also to open and certainly not uh, open and start copying. But, says in Svarim, in the Mardchai, etc., that if you're a Tramel Chachom, it is mutter to take a peek and to use the Svarim. And uh, they cite, among other things, from a Medrash Mishle, <coughs> that She'ein levazo es mi divrei teiru matikon. That's, how, that's the, the, how the quote the quote is explicitly given. You shouldn't uh, shame, you shouldn't say that someone who's stealing different Torah in order to copy them is a bad guy. And this heter for the Talmud Chacham actually made its way into Shulchan Aruch, in Chesh Mishpat, in Simulation Tzadik Beis, which is about touching up a cotton. In the Ramah and Sif Chav, the Ramah says that the Talmud Chacham is allowed to look at the Sefer, use the Sefer. And uh, you have the Sman, the Shach there, and the Shach Taka brings this quote that, Ein Lavazes Mishigayna Divritayna Matikam. Which is its own discussion, and there's a difference between the Sman and the Shach there. Not getting into that. Now, there's another, that's one discussion relating to this riff. Is it, you know, obviously there it's a Picadon, it's still different. The Lashon is, in the Vasis Misha Goyenev, but other hand, it's still a Picadon, as opposed to here where you literally just took something without Rishos. There's another discussion here, though, about this whole idea of mitzvah ba ba'avera. Because there's a Tshuva Rashba about a stolen Megillah. You have you know, Lulva Gazel's possible. What about other things? What about other mitzvahs? What if you steal Megillah? So the Rashi recites the Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi says already that there's a difference between a Lulav and a Shaifer. A Lulav Gazel, it's possible. You're not yet to the mitzvah. A Shaifer Gazel, you are yet What's the difference? Shalami, the word of the Yerushalmi is that in the Lulav, you're being yet with the Lulav itself. You're shaking the Lulav. There's no uh, other element here. In the Shaifer, you're being yet with the coil of the Shaifer. So we can distinguish a bit between the act of Gzeil, you stole the actual shafer, and the mitzvah came from a result of the shafer, a result of the stealing of the shafer. So Rashi said the same would apply for Megillah. So Lafidus Shita, Lachera, what would they say in this case with Taira? Lachera also, the Avera and the mitzvah are not uh, directly connected to each other. You stole something and you copied something. So, uh, and if they if and if you want to say that, you know, maybe you want to say the Rif Taka didn't mean to, the, the Rif maybe was just trying to bring a Raya, that the, the Havaman, uh, the person said it was Mutter, maybe he thought that, ah, oh, mitzvahs just allow you to do whatever you want, as long as it's for a mitzvah, and the Rif is saying, no, 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 look what I mean, you see in Shas, that uh, there's something called a mitzvah, blah, 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 blah. I mean, if you want to tie the Labdafka, the Rif wanted to say that this is literally a mitzvah, blah, 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 but no, at the end, the riff doubles down and says, "Va'af eis mitzvah sheneskavim lo'loy also biyada." He said clearly, "You're not whatever mitzvah you were being mechavim to. You're not yaitza." So is the riff taka taking uh, a stance uh, across the board that uh, there's no limits to mitzvah avav aveda? If there's any aveda in the process of getting to the mitzvah, you're always you're always not yaitza. You're always considered mitzvah. It's always considered mitzvah avav aveda. Unclear. I saw taka that someone wanted to suggest that maybe the riff only meant. The mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah, because we know the Rosh has this vart that Nabisman uh, Azak, Ksiva Sefer Torah, is to other Svarim. So that would be a pretty big chiddush that the Rif, Derech Agav, the Agav, is being, uh, the Rosh is after the Rif. So the Rif is uh, sort of implying without spelling it out, there's a mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah. It uh, sounds a bit far fetched. So that's another discussion relating to what the Rif is saying. Now, there are those who would sign on this issue to the Sefer Chassidim as well. The Sefer Chassidim in Simit Hafshanayim Beis says that Someone was grabbing Tfilis, a Siddur, or maybe there were just pages of Tfilis on them, had Zechreinu on them. Back then, 
most of those people didn't daven from a siddur. Siddurim were not, uh, you know, produced in, in quantities. That's why you have all the halachas relating to shots, and that really uh, was relevant and continued up until uh, the printing press was invented. L'chayr. Mela during the year, you know, regular Shemeneser, Shabbos, Yom Tev, but Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, that's when it starts getting uh, tough. So someone got frustrated, maybe a little of Davine, and he grabbed someone else's uh, tefillahs. So Zakin told him, it says, you're, you're trying to daven to Hashem, and it's, you're doing it through uh, sin. So he said, okay, so what should I do? You're right. I did, I did the wrong thing. So he said, you have to go to the person whose tefillahs you took, and you have to ask him to lend it to you, and then daven all over again. So, similar theme to the riff that uh, you're trying to accomplish something tefillah here. There's a gneva in the process. The tefillah is not, is no good. But has its own mafarshim, chida, and others, and they all actually jump on the sefer and say, why? How could that be? Why are they? What about the Megillah? Big, uh, big talk, big raid on this. Now, uh, in Chabad, we have a number of stories from which it's mashma. And when it comes to ksavim of chsedis and things like that, ultimately you're supposed to try to get your hands on it. You try to try to copy it, not to steal it. That's that's takik neva. But the, the, even if the even if let's say it's from the rebbeim and the rebbeim said there's no rishos, you shouldn't touch it. But uh, over there, what we're saying is that it's really a chitzenius aratzin and it's a pneumius aratzin. The chitzenius, they're saying, I don't want you, but the pneumius, they'll be happy if you uh, if you go ahead and you do it anyway. And uh, over there, we're not talking about real gazelle, you're not going into someone's rishos and just walking away with ksavim. The idea is that you're sneaking in and you're copying it where it is. It's not the, the same level. It's not as good as a picard neither. Picard, at least they gave it to you. He didn't give it to you, but you're not uh, removing it. And Bam is by a lulav itself. It says that if you steal a lulav is one thing, but if you don't steal a lulav, you just walk over to your friend's lulav and you pick it up. That's what we say. So there is this also, even though Pinegla is the idea of Pneumia Saratsin, that deep down a person wants that uh, mitzvah should be done. Now, Shaila on this theme, we, we find the Shaila on this theme also in the, the, this generation. Rather recently, in the Shalos of Shilvas Minchas Yitzchak, Chelak Zion, Seven Kuflamet. So there's a letter there, undated, it's from Sphira, Mem Gimel Leman B, as we know, Mispar, or whatever Lashon is, it's Rosh Tevis that refers to Sphira. And it's a letter to Shlema Schneider, who's a Rav in Monticello in the United States. And. He, so he begins by quoting Rabbi Schneider Shaila. The Shaila was, he was asked by a Chacham Echad, he's asking for a friend, that uh, he took a, a Sefer when he was a Bacher, Shalweber Rishos from the Yeshiva. Why uh, Why did he take it? In order to learn from it, he wanted a Bibayin and something from the Sefer. He took it with him and he, was, he intended to give it back. And then he forgot about it as it happens. And a number of years passed. Until he realizes, oh, he still has this safer from the yeshiva in his possession. So uh, he wanted to return it. At this point, he was embarrassed to return it. So he mailed it back to the yeshiva without his name on it. He was very uh, nervous about it. So, But before he returned it, he also made a photostat. He made a copy from the safer because the safer was out of print. It was from a recent rav. It wasn't a safer that got reprinted off. So he could be able to learn from it whenever he wants, because apparently the taka was some good stuff in the Sefer that he wanted. And now he came to Rabbi Schneider, he said that uh, he feels guilty, and he wants to know whether he can continue learning from the photostat. Because Saif Saif, uh, he, he attained it, he got it through uh, an act of Gneva. Now I actually found the Michtav Ashaila of Rabbi Schneider. He has a Shalos and Shuvah's Tivri Shlema. You see the whole Shaila, and you see that there it says the year. It was written a few days earlier in Svita Tesla of Ear, Tafshalam at Zion. And uh, Rabbi Schneider himself already seems to be very proficient to the Makaitis. He quotes the Medrash Mishlei, the Ramah, the Shach, the more positive Makaitis. And he quotes the Rif, the Sefer Tudim, the negative Makaitis. And he's in the Falpul in the whole question of the Shefer Agosim, Zion, Talar Makaitis, and Chreinim also. 
And there in Divrei Shleima, they also copy the Minchas Yitzchak's Tshuva, which is printed in Minchas Yitzchak, as I said. So uh, this is the Tshuva of the Minchas Yitzchak to this question. It says, your whole question about uh, Mitzvah Habob Avera, so we haven't really spelled out what Mitzvah of Talmud Torah was Arif even talking about exactly. What Mitzvah does, does the guy lose out on? So Minchas Yitzchak says, Bechlau, there's two inyana by Talmud Torah. There's Leidas and Maisa Shayasim, there's the knowledge, the information, and then there's the mitzvah, the act of studying Torah. That's its own mitzvah. So if you're even talking about mitzvah Baba Aveda, you must be talking about being Yaitse mitzvah Talmud Torah. Like it says, the Savior Chsidim, with the Tfilah, it would be Yaitse mitzvah Tfilah, so that you would have to come up with something similar to that with Torah. But Mashainke and all those Mekaitas that say, Loya Voiz Laganov, not uh, someone who steals the return of Matikon, that's not even talking about Mitzvah Tamatera. It's talking about the act of acquiring the information. So there isn't even really, it's not even really a, a stira or two different, it's two different Yana uh, Bechla. What's it saying? It's saying that ultimately, through this, this information helped you advance you and it works out. There's a happy ending. You became more knowledgeable, you're more. Uh, so uh, there's really no connection between the two. And it could still be an act of Geneva, and it could still uh, turn out to be a Gagal Yisrael. But anyway, we're not even discussing right now, but the Yavid. When you did it, was it a good thing? Was it not? Right now we're asking a new question, the Chathila. Can he continue using this uh, copy or not? So, Ben Chazitzlik is Mayrach on this whole uh, issue of the Pekadon, uh, reading it and copying with Arashor, so the Tamachon gets into all of that. And then he concludes and he says, what we get out of all of that is Bevadai, this person who took the Sefer Shalei Arashor, what he did was Shalei Kadim. And in this case, you can't even say, what do you mean, but he was learning from it, so uh, it's not like the Sefer wasn't used. No, but there's been a yeshiva here, there's the Rabbim, he's taking the Sefer, he's the Yochid. And anyway, he's Mitzayin and Chesha Mishpit, Simon Kuf Samach Gimel, which has to do with things that the Bnei Ha'ir could be Kaifin Zal They could say, This is what we do. So in Se'ev Vav, it says in Shulchan Aruch that there's Takanis Kedumais. There are ancient uh, enactments, Takanis. Shalay Lahaitzi Sefer Mebe Saknesis, Belay to Shus Bailam. Not to take a Sefer out of Shul without a Shus. There in Shulchan Aruch is an ancient Takana. And uh, the Morgan Avram now. The, the place we may, we, be, we may be more familiar with this whole issue of using Svarim without Rishos is in Erechayim, Simon Yadala, the Gabi Tzitzit, the Gabi Atalas, where it also touches on Svarim. Morgan Avram is talking to Tzayin to hear, among others, he's Tzayin to Chesh Mishim Kufsam And Milchasisa quotes the Gra, the Bira Gra, there in Chesh Mishim, but says that even though, at least according to the Gra, for Karak, if the guy brought his Sefer to Shol and he left it in Shol, you are allowed to use a safer without a shows because that's what he had in mind. That I did the understood that uh, you know, he's bringing a safer to show. So according to the Gra, you are allowed to use a private safer if it's in show because that's I did the But what we're saying is that the kana is that Abu became you can't take it out of the show. The same would apply. says the of yeshiva and because you're going to bring it to your house and to keep it there for a long time. And you're being with Vatal Tamatayr of everyone else in Yeshiva. And especially you yourself said that the Sefer was out of print, or they couldn't even replace the Sefer. So that was Din, and he has to do Tshuva, and there's no way of twisting the idea of being Maitik Shalei to say that this is okay, this is legitimate. That's definitely not the case. And you have to do Tshuva, etc. What about the Ikra Shaila, if you can use the copy? So. So he says, first of all, part of the whole discussion uh, with copying a safer is, is by copying it, did you devalue the safer? Fine, let's say that's not relevant here. Um, he says, anyway, in this case, you know, even if the safer is out of print, he just copied it for himself. It's not like he made uh, you know, illicit copies and started distributing them. Uh, so, you can use the, you can use the copy. no, we don't have the mitzvah. Back then, the mayor of is that even by making a single copy of a single manuscript, you're devaluating the the manuscript. Now there's more than one. Until now, this was the only manuscript. That's not the the reality now. So, uh, it doesn't matter how many private individual copies you have. But even if <clears throat> it causes a certain zilzal to the sefer. That's where you have the smart chai, the ramah, the shach, that loya vayzu, the ganav. 
So that's what he wants to say. And then he concludes, near the Inkan Shem Safik, that he's not causing any hafzad at all, like, like we said. But let's say, if you feel like you, you want to just be double, uh, double extra sure. So if the child, we said he's very embarrassed, he doesn't even, he didn't even send the safer back under his name, he should ask the Anhala of the Yeshiva through uh, an intermediary, <clears throat> without saying who it is, to get Rishos to use the copy. If you want to go the extra mile, ask Rishos from the Anhala to use the copy, and then it will be no problem. But again, that svara that he cites in the Gra in Cheshem Ishput, that uh, safer in Shul, that's not what it says. Uh, you know, if you open the Simon Yudal and Rechaim, the Stam, it says there you can't uh, use a safer because it's Mechalkal the safer, Mashenk uh, in Atalas. But uh, if you look in the Svarim today, they already quote a lot of uh, places that say that today, with today's printing presses, uh, a safer Mamish, it's very hard to be mocked on a safer. What's the worst that can happen? You'll, you'll ruin the safer, so you'll get another safer. The fact that it's so easy to have smart and people are not mocked so much on the on the safer itself. Um, Frat, if he uh, brought it to show and left it on the table and walked away, so then uh, he seems to be accepting that uh, it's normal. You go over to you over to, you know, someone's going to show. You go to the shelf. You take a safer off the shelf and you see someone's name in it. Okay, he left it on the table and made its way to the shelf. It's clearly not mocked. Obviously, if someone says you know us, you know us the shtamish believe the that's another story. So that's one Indian related to uh, stealing svarim. Another issue related on the, on the theme of stealing svarim, we find in Shulchan Aruch, Cheshem Mishpat, Simen Shinmem Ches, which is about Isra Gneva, Umi Nikra Ganev, Umi Eza Shom just basic uh, concepts of Gneva. So uh, in Sif Ches, there's a, a, a Sif that's written a bit like a story, Bahaktim, uh, before I say the Sefer Shogunarach, we know from the, the, the Mice of Hetevis that uh, part of what happened was is that the person taking the Svarim at one point was using uh, the, you know, the, the assistance of uh, an innocent bystander who didn't understand what was in the heavy uh, bags or suitcases. He asked, Can you carry it for me? And uh, the guy became an unwitting accomplice uh, and he got very frustrated when he found out about it. The whole, uh, we're not getting into the, the story uh, too much detail. But uh, you have something like this in Shulchan Aruch. It's written a bit like a story. It says like this, Reuven comes to Shemin, he confronts him, and he says, you went into my room, and you stole my svarim, and you took them out of my uh, rishos. And Shimon says, you're right, I did go into your room and take your svarim. But this is what happened, let me tell you. You know who asked me to take the svarim out of your out of your room? It was your daughter-in-law, who's related to me, my relative. Your daughter-in-law asked me to carry the svarim out of your room, and she told me eh, she can't carry them; they're too heavy for her. Can you carry them for me? And I didn't know who they belonged to. I'm not mixing in. I don't know. She said to take it. I assumed it's fine. And I didn't even do hagbah. I'm not like I'm the the ganavir because uh, she picked them up and then she said, "Oh, it's too heavy," and she handed them over to me. Now, where did the, why, where does this if come from written in this Lashen? So the marker for this din and the marker for this whole this signin is a tshuva of the rush, clock of Aleph, Simon Zion. And uh, there, there are a few extra words. The Shulchan Aruch is Makatzer. He says that uh, I was terech for her and I gave it to her father. I delivered this for him to her father. And uh, for the rest of the if I'm going to add just small details from the marker of the Shulchan Aruch from the rush. So the Shulchan Aruch says, the Rosh says, Shimon is responsible. Shimon is mechoyev like a ganav. He is responsible to pay Reuven back. Because Malali is pachadre. Why is he walking into Reuven's room and taking things without Reuven knowing about it? And in the Makar, in the Rosh, she says, Ki munach Anything that's in someone's house, uh, the chazak is, that, uh, that it's his. And uh, he continues, and it says in Shulchan Aruch, "Nikar hadavar shekiven l'saya l'gzol chamiya." It's pretty clear that he knowingly was an accomplice and knew that he was robbing her father-in-law. Don't buy the story that he had no idea what he's doing. Ah, he's telling that he didn't do the hagbar; she did. But he, but he says that she couldn't carry them. Her whole thing was, "Oh, I can't carry them; they're too heavy." 
And uh, in the Makkah, in the Rosh, he says, this is like what it says in the Marba Bekama, that uh, if there's a fire and someone else comes and is Marba Bechavila, he adds wood to the fire. So the Gemara, the context is a discussion, but the Gemara says, hey, Chidomi, if not for this wood that he added, the fire wouldn't have gone where it went. Pshita, pshita, that the person who added the wood is Chayim. That's the, you know, taken out of context, but that's what the Gemara says. So he says, that's the situation here. She picked them up, but she couldn't uh, get very far. She couldn't actually take it out of the house. So that's, she's not a Ghanif. She's just picking Svarim up. Who's the one who actually enabled the Svarim to be removed from the property and be, actually be stolen? It's this guy. So have a lake, Ilu who it's like he did it. So now Ruben could actually collect from whoever he wants. He can either go to his daughter-in-law, because she admitted that's in her or father's shus. Or if you want, you can go to Shimon, and Shimon is responsible. If you look at the smear there in Sifkat and Yutes, so um, he says, I, what if, what if there's a real dispute here? What if, uh, you know, why did she tell, uh, why did she tell him to take this farm out? Obviously, she had some kind of claim. She had some kind of reason to say that uh, she's collecting something that belongs to her in some way. Stamish, she didn't, uh, you know, think of, you know, just say it's mamish, literally, let's just rob my, my shver. But the smell says, as long as he doesn't know if she's correct, if she's right, still that, 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 that should have been a red flag. That should have been a stop sign. You don't go into someone else's, if you, oh, there's a dispute, I'm not sure who's right. No, no, no. You don't go and take someone else's stuff because you're not sure who's right. And I don't know, there don't seem to be any Adam here. Because it sounds like from Shimon that he was made the Emma. It sounds like he was his admission. But Afu uh, Piquet. That's the din. And that's really a topic in its own right that has to do with Gneva uh, Bechlau, not necessarily Svarim. Uh, and there's more on that in that simon. I'll just point out that in the Shavos HaShuvah Shavos Yaakov, he's the author of the Chayk Yaakov printed in Shulchan Arach and Pesach, the Teres HaShlam printed in Shulchan Arach and Nida. So in Shavos HaShuvah Shavos Yaakov, Chelek Aleph, Simen Kofayin Ches, he has the following uh, Shaila. Two people did a gneva together, and they divided the gneva. So they, they did a joint project, and then one escaped. So the question is, can the Nignov collect the entire gneva from the one guy that he has his hands on? Or can that guy say, no, I only took uh, half the gneva, you can only collect half the gneva from me. So the Shavuz Yaakov says, first, first l'chayre, this is like uh, the Rosh, and that Shuvah, that's quoted in Shulchan Aruch. Reuven uh, went into the uh, Reuven Tainas Hashem went into his house. However, then he says If there are in that case, Shimon did the whole thing. So maybe that's why Shimon is responsible for the for uh, for the whole thing. But what if they talk and did the gneva together? They were equal partners in the in the act, and they each took half. So then maybe you'd think that uh, each one is only chayav for his part, not for his uh, fellow's part. It says in Shulchan Aruch and Simon Tov Yud that the two people that did a hezek together, not Gneva, hezek, and one ran away or he can't pay, you can't go to his friend and say to pay his part. Each one is only responsible for his hezek. He says, I saw that the Chavis Yoyer makes this connection between hezek and Gneva. If you look in the Chavis Yoyer, Simonation Bays, he says there were two Ganovim uh, working as a pair. One climbed up the ladder, went through the window and stole the silver and gold. The other guy was the getaway guy standing on the road. The guy in the window threw uh, all the silver and gold to the guy on the ground, and uh, that guy ran away. So the shayla is, how does it work? Are they both responsible? So the Chavis Yar, uh, at least at some point in the show, wanted to tell you that if you compare Ataka to Hezek, then uh, each one is only Chayev uh, for half. But uh, the Shavis Yaakov says, Achere Iyan Fakert. You can be Gaiva the whole thing from either one. Because we shouldn't compare it to Hezek, we should compare it to a halva, two people who borrowed together, two people who uh, were mafkit together, two people who did a purchase together. They're arevim Everyone agrees to this. So Bimela, we should compare two people who stole to that because they're shutim and they're gneve, so they're arevim zelazah. came from two people who borrowed. I. what about uh, the Rosh? It says in the Rosh, in the Shulchan Aruch, uh, over there, Shemin, Loi Ha'yeretzel Lignoi, Vanois Atzmei Klom. 
Yibichal didn't want to steal. He just wanted to help. So if not for the svar that he's the Iker Hagarev, then Yitaka wouldn't, if, he, if she had Taka done full uh, Hagbar and she was able to take it out and he wasn't really a Messiah, then that's why we wouldn't count them as a guy. That's why we needed the Svara that he's the Iker Hagarev. But if they talk are working together as a team, they plan together, they show up together, they divide together, that's Mamish Arevim, there's Arvazelazan. And then the Shosakov and the Hisophis in the back, he brings an interesting raya that's connected to the recent Parshias. He says, I found a raya from Medrash Rabbe and Vayeshev. It says that after they sold Yosef, so it says, Vayeshev Yehuda. Right, so then Yehuda has his own adventures. So why is Yehuda suddenly uh, leaving the scene and going off to explore? So it says in the Medrash that he said, let's scatter, and he said, if there are 10 people that are involved in a Gneva, uh, if, if you, you catch one, uh, doesn't that mean you caught all of them? Or is one of them responsible for all of them? Something like that. Right, right. But he, get, but he gives... Each one is technically in trouble. Let, let, let's scatter. This is also not only Shaykh to Yesha, this is also, also Shaykh to Miketz, because in Miketz you also have a Gneva, the Gneva of Yosef's Gvia. And I saw actually that uh, the Mimchas Asher, Asher Weiss, uh, gave a share on this in recent years. He tells us on Parshas Miketz, where it says that Kedavrechem Kenhu, Ashimotz Iti Yili Eved, Vatim Tunikim, Yosef was insisting that only the person who's caught will be the Eved. And now she says that. Really, how does that stand? Kedavrechem kenu. He's saying they're right. They're saying we should all be slaves. And he says kedavrechem kenu. But only the one who stole it is going to be a slave. So now she says minadin kedavrechem kenu. Takmanin, you're right. Shekulchem chayovim bedover. Asara shenintas gneva biyad echad mehem. Kulam nespasim. You have a group of ten people, and you catch the gneva with one. They're all caught. They're all in trouble. That's what. That's that's kedavrechem kenu. But I will do lefnim shulas adim. Okay, they have, fine, that's the din of Mitzrayim, but the question of being responsible in the that was a Mitzrayim, that's the punishment for Aganov, so... Uh, um, so, but the Ramban doesn't even want to accept that this is the din of Mitzrayim. He says, when Yosef said, Chalil Ali Me'asai Zois, no, well, to take as a slave, not to take all of them, Says he meant to say that no, Yosef is saying, excuse me, him it's rhyme. You don't uh, take ten people, uh, punish ten people for one guy's gneva, unless they all worked on the gneva together, unless they're all accomplices, they all planned it out. But if one of the guy, one of the chavra goes and does a gneva, if you don't, uh, even Mitzrayim wouldn't punish all of them. That's what Yosef was insisting for Lila. And the, the, the Ramban seems to quote the same madrash. He reads it differently. He says, If you catch 10 people, if you find 10 people, one of them has a gneva, they're not all in trouble. So they're agreeing with me that Ramban says. So you see there's this machlekes uh, in the Rashi and the Ramban, if minhatin, everyone who's with the God of his hive or not. So Mitzrayim, that means being a slave. Uh, otherwise, it might mean being mechoyev to, to pay. Like, like Shutfim. But uh, then he quotes this whole uh, Shvaz Yaakov and this whole Indian, and he notes the Shvaz Yaakov mentions this Medrash. And he notes that the Shvaz Yaakov and the Ramban seem to be reading the Medrash uh, completely in completely opposite ways. The Shvaz Yaakov seems to be reading it Batmiya. Uh, we're all in trouble. We have to disperse. And uh, the Ramban seems to be reading the opposite. They're all. If there's 10 people, they're not in trouble. That's why Yosef said, Khalilah, you're not all in trouble. And uh, the Minchas Asher points out that we actually have this Medrash twice, both in Mayeshev and in Miketz. In Mayeshev it says, let's all scatter, because as long as we're together, it's a lot more likely that we'll get caught and called out on what we did. And, uh, 
and then the Medrash Meishiv quotes the Gvia and says, uh, when the Gvia incident came out, so then they were all caught together. Like there's actually a connection between the two incidents that uh, they didn't get caught for that Gneva, but they got uh, caught and were all held responsible for a different Gneva. And then in Pashas Mikaitz is the the Lush, the way that Ramban quoted it, Kedavrechim Kanu. Whatever that word means. But I the way Rashi Tak quoted. So uh, from both places, it sounds more like the way the Shvas Yaakov Tak understood. Uh, and Tak, uh, not the Raya, the Shvas Yaakov Tak brought uh, the case that he was discussing, that uh, two people that seem to be involved with each other, they're both equally uh, responsible. That's another discussion. So, until now, we discussed literally stealing Svarim. Uh, although the Tshuvas uh, of the Rif and the Minchas Yitzchak did go off into what about copies that were made from, uh, from a Gneva, but still there was an actual literal act of Gneva in the process. But uh, without going to the extremes of literally taking other people's uh, objects, you have lots of discussions in Svarim about stealing divrei First of all, someone who steals a vart and uh, claims it as his own, whether uh, in speech, whether in print, and then of course there's different levels. There's someone who steals one vert, there's someone who steals a lot of vert left from a lot of people, and then there's someone who uh, literally plagiarizes an entire Hebrew, uh, different uh, dargas. Then you have all discussion about Emir David B'Shem Emiroi, and uh, what's that obligation, and what if you don't, uh, you know, let's say you, you, you take the vert and you don't attribute it to the author, but you don't claim it as your own either, you just say it, Bistam, what about that? Can someone who uh, said a vart, can he be mevatur and say, I don't mind if you don't say it in my name, it's fine. B'chalal, there's all discussion about the Rishayim. We seem, it seems that the Rishayim and the Dafke don't seem to work according to modern rules of plagiarism. You see a lot of Rishayimists that get copied uh, from Sefer Sefer. You also see Rishayim quoting each other without uh, mentioning the name. The, the Raman doesn't mention any names come out. Um, you have... Those who shine, I just say Yeshmi, Shapirish, things like that. So that's a whole discussion. Then there's the question of let's say you want to give attribution. Do you have to go through the whole chain, so and so, from so and so, from so and so? And the uh, Lamashal in this year, uh, right? Uh, each marker that I'm quoting, I looked up, I'm quoting directly from the marker. Do I also have to uh, tell you which secondary safer I found the Maramakam in? Right? Then you have the, the concept of shuvri isi, right? You thought of attack yourself, you insist, you thought of it yourself, and then you saw, oh, it's actually uh, pretty, uh, you know, pretty much furnished. Others have said it before, so you say, you know, should you say, you, know, you say shuvri isi? Then you have the whole an opposite discussion. What about uh, taking stuff that you came up with and attributing them to other people to uh, make it sound better? That's its own discussion. So, uh, this is all uh, adjacent, this is all uh, sort of related, uh, similar themes. And by the way, the whole discussion of uh, attribution isn't just uh, Stam, you know, how should you write your safer? It can have real, uh, you know, financial repercussions. I, I, I saw that the Metzayim, too, the same Shvus Yaakov, and he writes the following uh, Shaila. He says, in the city of uh, Trebich, there was a uh, a wealthy man who made a tzava, and uh, he was trying to tzava wasn't just giving everything away to his kids. He wanted uh, that it should really uh, better their lives. It should be done the right way. So in the tzava he wrote, but one of his sons, and if this son is able to darshan, if he's able to get up and start doing public speaking in Torah, so then there's a, a special sum set aside in the in the estate. In addition to whatever portion he's getting anyway, there's an extra sum and he'll get an addition. Uh, then the wealthy man passed away. And a short while after his passing, this guy gets up and he starts darshaning. And he comes to collect. Darshan, you see. So the brother said, eh, not so fast, not so fast. And a lot of times, he said, first of all, that drasha was terrible. Would have been better if he hadn't said a thing. It's awful. Also, they say, and anyway, Yesh Lachosh, we're very suspicious that that's not even his own drasha. He didn't come up with it himself. Either he read it somewhere, or he got the tutor to tutor him to practice saying a drasha. And it's not his own sumamela. That's not what the father meant in the tava. 
So the Shmos Yaakov says, first of all, we have to be, we have to look for a schus for this guy. Server Merabanan, someone who's a Ben Taira, you have to be Malamit Schus. Aye, they're tiny. He's not a Ben Taira. So uh, that's the, still, I already have said elsewhere that uh, even a Bachar Kharif, even someone who's just on the level of uh, Bachar Yeshiva, he's, uh, he's with the program, you have to be Mahapat Peschusai, and uh, especially if he has some kind of reputation. Now, the first Taina that the, the, the brother said that, ah, oh, the Joshua was terrible. So that's not a Taina. First of all, let me PM Anuchayim. We said we're asking them uh, to tell us how good the drush is. Not everyone has the same taste in drushes. And he says sometimes uh, Darsh and Taka gives it a good drusha, and uh, people don't like it. Maybe you can't explain it well, or some other reason. You can't always uh, t- take down a darshan because uh, drush didn't go over well. And anyway, Bavadai, their father's kavana wasn't that. Uh, you know, we're going to sit there now and evaluate how good the drasha was. That the kavana was generally you should darshan beravim, and uh, we have this in Gemara also. A person says almanas, almakalish, almanas shani talmid. We don't say uh, talmid like uh, shemin ben azai, but uh, he's going to ask him one thing that he learned, and he's able to answer you, and it's the easiest thing. It's, he's a talmid. The condition is condition. And it says, even in Dreyna Sadishayna, by the way, even in early generations, we find that those who were able to darshan on uh, higher levels, but they darshan on very uh, simple levels, Pasha, to tell people, Chachma, Musa, the basics. So, uh, and that's the kind of thing that maybe uh, someone wouldn't appreciate so much. But, uh, but the kavana of the, the father was certainly that he should, uh, he should be uh, doing public speaking, even if he doesn't become the world's best darshan. However, the second time uh, that he didn't learn the drush himself, that he didn't call the drush himself, he learned it from others. So if we had Adim that can prove this, so then that would be a good time. Because Avada, the father's kavana was, that he should be masmid, he should learn a lot, until he's able to darshan on his own. And that's from Zaka'aba, he's been giving a schus to his father, he's sitting and learning, that's a nachas for the father. But just to plagiarize something that's not his, um, which we, we find nowadays, and you see this theme in a lot of Svarim that you have the people that are uh, taking Inyanim that aren't theirs and trying to use to advance themselves. Uh, so that's terrible. That's a bad thing. And his father wouldn't want his son to do a bad thing like that. And uh, it says, by the way, even if the father did want, let's say the father was, uh, let's say that they're all a bunch of scammers. The son is a scammer. The father also wanted his son to scam his way to the top. If his father wanted that to happen, then Fakart, Shriv that says to do an Avera with his possessions, you don't listen to him. And that would be a big Avera to condone and uh, you know, to encourage this kind of behavior. That would be worthy of a punishment, not a reward. So uh, we're not going to assume that's the Kavana. And, uh, and even if you're going to say that Fakart, maybe the father only wanted that he should be able to hold his own on the most minimal level. He should be able to get up and uh, now learn on his own. In which case, if it's a Dover Yedua, everyone understands, look, this guy, everyone knows he can't learn on his own. Everyone knows that he uh, rehearsed Pshat uh, to wrote for him. But that's the most the guy can do. That was what the father of Daka wanted, just that he should put in that little effort. So even if he wanted a time, which we find, by the way, he quotes with Maisha and Yeshua, that uh, Yeshua wasn't uh, saying every time, Kaf Amrli Maisha, but it was understood that everything Yeshua says is from Maisha. Same thing with Rabbi Yehazar. But that you can't say, because that's going too far the other way. Because that's, uh, we can't assume that the father meant that. It's only a suffolk. And once there's a suffolk in the matana, then you can't be made simichavere. And if there's an umdana, you can't be made simichavere. But in this case, we bechal, that's bechal if we knew for a fact that he stole the drash. So uh, then it would talk to be a problem because uh, chances are it's not what the father wanted. Not enough, we don't have enough evidence to say the father would have been okay with that. But in this case, where we don't know, they're just making it up. They're just trying to get, uh, get out of following their father's sava. So uh, they don't have the kaya because otherwise, how will their father's sava ever be fulfilled? They can always say that. And uh, we can't even make him swear because they're saying maybe. So their options are as follows. Either they can be machrim and say, look, if what you really did was you cheated, you're in chayrim, sort of say that, try to intimidate him. Mm-hmm. Or we can do a test. One of the lamdim, the fursamim, will put him to the test. 
We'll give him a Bavli or a Medrash Tamua. We'll give him a Medrash Tamia. Lock him in a room. And uh, let's see if he can come up with a Drasha now. That will be the test. And uh, if he comes up with something that sounds good, that you can Drasha and him, then we'll say, oh, now he's Mekayim as far as And uh, then he gets the Schar for uh, the Drasha. There's also, uh, that's one example where uh, plagiarism, the Mamish has uh, repercussions like this. Another example we find is uh, the Mach Nechaim and the Maram Shik, which I mentioned already in a previous year about Techacha. So uh, they have a discussion regarding uh, the Mach Nechaim has the case of a cipher. His name was David. And Chlal, um, in history, we have instances where uh, if you play chess, Lahavdil, uh, through correspondence, so the, the, the cheat is to play two uh, grandmasters off against each other. You, you write, uh, you tell one guy he's white, the one guy is black, and you send their moves to each other, and then you look very impressive because you're sending uh, very, you know, very strong moves. This guy did that with different Taira. He sent uh, a Shaila, maybe a dumb Shaila, to, uh, to a Godel. And then when the Godel wrote a Shiva back, he then sent that Shiva as his own Shaila to the next Godel. So uh, he was uh, playing the Gvelim off against each other. And uh, it was as if he's the god of Atena, and it went on like this for a while, until finally he was exposed. He's an Amaret, and all he knows is how to write a mezuzah and a Taita, and that's it. And once uh, that was exposed, all the other dirt about him started coming out. That uh, he lives among the Gaim, he's sitting in a guy's house and writing Stam. So uh, can we pass all this guy uh, from writing Stam? Because uh, the main question is, all these years he's been a Gaim of Chedusha Eraisa. So the Lach Nechaim says that, in my opinion, if you take someone else's title, you take a Ganef, even though it's the Nana Vizele Chaser, which gets into the whole question, Chlal, as I'm going to mention in a bit, but uh, you're allowed to take something that belongs to your to your Chaver and have Hano, if, even if he's not going to be Chaser, you still not allowed to take someone else's stuff. So, uh, and unless you know for sure the guy's not Makbed, who wouldn't be Makbed on knowing that his tight he worked so hard on Taita and someone else is stealing it and passing it off as his own? Who wouldn't be Makbed on that? So it's according to Machanachayim, it's Takagnev. But then he was trying to come up with ways to for Antford to say this guy's not so bad. So he said, one way we can say it is, is that it could be that only if you say it out loud. So that's a Misa. So that's a Misa of Gneva. But if you just wrote it, it's not really a Misa over here. It's just writing. He says it could be if a, a guy learns Torah, even a Machshava, uh, or Bixav, he's not Chayav Misa, or uh, Yid who teaches a guy Torah, Bixav is not Chayav Misa. And then there's a whole question of can you do a Shavuah Bixav? That's our whole, he, he says, I don't actually don't want to really get into that. That's a bit of a tough question of the gathering of Ksiva uh, when it's something that's supposed to be a bit deeper. But he said, I care about, I care about something else. Dafke, if a Talmud Chacham steals Zivre Torah, then he's a Ganev, because he's talking being Nana Mishel Chaveroi. He's uh, someone who's worthy of appreciating what he's taking. But someone who's a borer, who has no clue what he's even copying, he did a Maisa, he's just copying word for word in his own handwriting, and he signed his name at the end. He says, that's not really a Ganev, because did he really take it? Did he really enjoy his friend's Taita? It wasn't in his Rishos. He never uh, absorbed it. He never acquired it. Tam Chacham could appreciate, could understand this guy... It's not like a Ganov. A Ganov, at least, he's able to have a Noah from the object. Here, can you really say that the guy uh, understood what he was doing? And, and there's nothing missing either. A Mela Ganov, uh, real Ganov, he literally took something out of his possession. But here, nothing was taken, and his Hanah is not Hanah. So he says, Saif Dover, the guy Taka is a Chutzpah and a Naveda, and he's stealing the Chachmasatera, but not enough to pass him as a Saifer. He took Tshuva. And what about the other stuff that came out about him? Then he gets into that. Maram Shik responds to the Machanachayim, and he has a whole discussion on this question of, is it actually Geneva at all? And he leans towards saying it's not actually Geneva, and uh, not getting into in great detail. This leads us to the other related subject, which is copyright. Does uh, Can you steal something that someone else created? And what are the rights of uh, a creator, someone who created something, what are his rights to his creation? And what about his right to sell it or uh, the Yarshim that inherit it? And nowadays, 
all the forms of you know photocopying when it says uh, all rights reserved etc like how does that work that's a whole uh, related subject that leads into the whole question of Haskamas. For a big period of time, you had Haskamas that said, we're asking to reprint this for five years, for 10 years, for 15 years. Right? So this is actually, this, on this final, on this last issue, there's a lot from the Alter Rebbe, the Middle Rebbe, and the Tzemach Tzedek, actually. Um, we find, um, so we find, there was uh, the Alter Rebbe, um, I'll elaborate in a second, but first, in very, in very short, the Alter Rebbe was involved with uh, the rights to printing Gemaras and the Torah. Then you have discussions over the rights of printing the actual Chabad Svarim, the Tanya, the Shulchan Aruch, other Svarim like that. Then you have a discussion I'm going to mention in a, in a moment about Hanachas. If some Torah was said in public and someone wrote it down, is that different than uh, something where you wrote the Sefer yourself? And uh, this actually carries over till today because uh, the rabbi used to insist that the Kahas has the right to Sifri Chabad and others should print it. On the other hand, you have an indication from the rabbi that the Sikhs that he says publicly uh, might sort of be public in the public domain. So to elaborate a bit more, but trying to keep it relatively short, uh, we find that al Rebbe had a whole business going on in the Tafk of Samachs in the early uh, 1800s, uh, of a partnership with Slavita, with printing a shas and printing a tour. And Tovkov Samach Zayin, the Alter Rebbe wrote two letters to say that until now, they were acting as my shlochim. So all the haskamas that said that we the rights were reserved, no one else can print it for the next number of years, they essentially belong to me, the Alter Rebbe says. And now I am handing over those rights to Ramesh Shapiro of Slavita. It's printed in Igor's Kredish with Alter Rebbe. And uh, one of the letters, the one about the tour, says that uh, the people that I mentioned were my uh, shluchim, and uh, now I'm being meisir So these are skamas that say no one can print it. That was something the Alter was able to transfer over and say, okay, those skamas were were protecting my uh, property. Now I'm turning it into yours, and you get the power of the skamas. They, they transferred over to you. Of course, in Tanya, we find the, the Askamas, of course, very famously, it's part of the Shir, the Shir in Tanya, to read the Askamas, and it says, you can't print them. In fact, they point, it's been pointed out that there's something very interesting. In the second Dufus of Tanya, printed by the Alter Rebbe, in Shklov, Tovka Samachavov, there's another Askama from Rabbanim that didn't make it into the Tanya that uh, we use today. And there, they uh, renewed the, uh, the Xeris, and they added something very interesting. They wrote, Bechlal HaAzharehi, you're not allowed to copy this printed sefer by hand. Um, now we know that the chassidim in that time was very common that memoriam kisvedach back then they were copied by hand. So there was a whole industry of chassidim who copied chassidus, and uh, there was this concern apparently that it might be easier instead of reprinting it, it might be easier to just uh, copy, make a bunch of copies by hand, and that would also undermine. The, the finances of those who spent the money on printing the Tanya. And uh, those who point this out said this is possibly the only such instance in the, the history where you see that the Haskam is saying, I don't allow you to copy it to, to yourself by hand. That's the Alter Rebbe. Mithra Rebbe, we find he has some very explicit statements about uh, not printing Sfarim. And the, the biggest one is in the end of the Akdama that Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch. Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch was printed by the Alter Rebbe's children shortly after he passed away. Starting in the winter of Tafkaf Ayin Dalit, and the Mittler Rebbe writes them, I mean, it's signed by all the children, but it's considered that the Mittler Rebbe was writing and they, they were signing on. But, ah, people today are matter, when they, even when there's a skama, it says, Gzeras Nachash, so the, what's the hatter nowadays? They say, that's one Medina, we're in a different Medina. That's only when it comes to printing Swarm in the public domain, because can you really ask for printing a Shas? You have, who has control over the Shas? And Sagas Gvol, Sagas Gvol is where you are, not where that person is. You don't have the whole world, you don't control the whole world. However, in the case of my father, this is my Altareb, this is my father Altareb's own original Chibur, and that original Chibur has now transferred over. The ownership is now ours. We were Zeich as Yershim, and a person can answer the Hanah of his Sefer to the whole world. I feel Elam. So Mamela, our Isra in this case is far more powerful than any other Isra you've ever seen uh, that re- applied to Sfar Mechlau. And it's possible here that the Mithla Rebbe essentially was Mechadish, the more modern understanding 
of copyright because it, it seems like until then you just had this concept of five years, 10 years, 15 years. And here Mitlerib is saying that when it comes to one's own uh, creation, one has full unending control of exactly how and where and you know, how, how it can be used. That's the Mitlerib. Then when it comes to the Tzemach Tzedek, you had uh, two big uh, episodes. You had the episode, the whole controversy of the Shas between Slavita and Vona, which is its own uh, historical chapter. There's a whole truth that Tzemach Tzedek in Yeridea is Tzemach Tzedek Hei, and Tzemach Tzedek, in fact, is actually essentially saying he doesn't understand how any of these Haskamas work. Five years to ten years, he has trouble uh, understanding how the whole concept works. And uh, Yeshua Munshine in the, an article on this topic suggests that for this very reason, he wants to say that Tzemach Tzedek never wrote any Haskamas because he simply didn't believe in the whole concept of Haskamas. We do see Haskamas or Haskama-like activity. You see that Tzemach Tzedek seems to be avoiding the whole thing. The Rebbe used to cite that the Rebbe the Haskamas. There's also, uh, from the Shadis Yehuda, the Shadis Yehuda also, the Atrebis brother Maril also opined on the issue of Askamas and other Rabbani Chabad at the time, on different Svarim, on the Shas, and on uh, other things. You also have a Shuvah Tzemach Tzedek regarding Torah Ur. It's printed in Shaz Shuvah Tzemach Tzedek, Chesha Mishpat Simen Ayin, in Ois Tess. But just the, the story part is printed as a letter, also in Igris Kardash Tzemach Tzedek. And Tzemach Tzedek writes, Ma'isa Shehoya Kachoya, this was what happened. Al-Tarab used to darshan, and Maril, his brother, used to write it down. al used to pay the Maril for his services. And the services was that once he writes it down, it gets uh, distributed. After Al-Tarab passed away, it's not like, it's not, it wasn't like something the Yershim had. It was the Maril wrote it, they got dispersed, and that was it. The Yershim did not have a collection of ksum. And then one of Yaitzi Chalatzov, he's writing about himself in third person, put in all the efforts, collected from all the Talmidim, as many Ksavim as he could, and Ksavim from other Manichim, he doesn't call them Manichim, other Kaisvim, which weren't as good as the Maril's, that are not royal and this person himself, was sat and did work, and was Mavar, which ones look like that they're the Maril's, being, being able to tell which is which, he was Magiyah, he turned them into a Sefer, assuming that there's a permission from the censor in Russia, this is referring to the Tayyar Ur, now the shaila is, if there's a prophet, does he now have to share the prophets with the other Yershim of the Alter Rebbe? Tzemach Tzedek Tainas, that uh, they didn't have the Kuntresim, they, everyone had them. And they weren't involved, they didn't put any time and effort, only this one, Enochal himself, put in all the effort. Plus, he even went to the Maharil. Maharil actually wrote them, so he actually was kind of the rights from the Yershim of the Maharil, whatever rights that Maharil has to it. Because in all likelihood, the al didn't consider himself to be the owner. He probably considered the Maril to be the owner. Whatever ownership there is, in all likelihood, the al considered the Maril to be the one. Um, and, says, and even if the, the Yershim did have the Kantresim, at most you can say this is an union of Tevas Hano. That uh, the Tevas Hano is that uh, you get to print it. But now that you actually own it, and he says this line, mm-hmm. Even though they're the Al-Tarebbe's original thoughts, but they were given over to the public. We can praise it. We have So we have Tevis Al-Tarebbe clearly handed it over to others. That was the, the Tzemach Tzedek's argument about Torah that was not written by the author but was delivered in the public domain. So even though Tzemach Tzedek seems to go in the opposite direction, in both shuvas he seems to be uh, against uh, rights, uh, copyright uh, rights. But on the other hand, he didn't actually directly discuss cases like the Tanya and the Shulchan Aruch of original works that the own that the Mechaber still controls. In one case, he's talking about a shas, things like that. And, where he says, I'm not sure how the Askamas work. In the other case, he's talking about Titus that were said, Barabim. So, you know, what the Tzemach Tzedek would have held about actual copyright, that would have to be its own share to go through uh, all the things that he writes in detail. But like I said, the Rebbe and this generation carried this over and was very makbid that Kahas alone has the right to print things without a minus, about, uh, you, know, you can't just print things on your own. You have actually in the Kutasichas Chedek Chavav. Page 319, there's a special page, big letters, 
a whole page, like a full page ad, so to speak, in the Kutasichas, where it says, and it says it's copying it from the Ha'ara a few pages later, uh, from Masicha, the Rebbe says that based on the Hakdamas Hamalakit in Tanya, not to print this Kuntresim, not you, not through others, without Rashos, which is a Ha'ara from the Bala Tanya, who's also the Bala Shulchan Aruch, whenever you have this Chashash, so Bituchani Ashibetach Loyat Pisu Bnei Yisrael Sefer Tanya. The Rebbe says, I'm confident that no one will go and print the Tanya today without the Rishos because the Tanya keeps on being reprinted. So uh, whenever it's within five years of the last Tanya printing, uh, you can't print it without Rishos. And good luck waiting for a five-year uh, window, right? And because like I said, like the Alter Rebbe says, V'shem im yunam birkas toiv. And uh, this seems to be aimed at some uh, anti-Chabad circles who uh, felt threatened by Chabad uh, sh- distributing Tanya's. So the way they wanted to combat that was by printing their own edition of Tanya. You see, you have your own Tanya, you don't have to go to Chabad. So the Rebbe was responding to that and saying, the Alter Rebbe's Cherem uh, is still uh, perpetual till today. Where the other prints of Tanya went. Yeah, like in the, this is in the 70s or 80s, uh, South Korea printed their own Tanya's and things like that. Yeah. I think my father has one from before uh, he joined Chabad, he bought a Tanya, it wasn't from uh, quite nice. Yeah. Shulchan Aruch's also, there's like a Shulchan Aruch printed by the Malachim with like anti Zionist screeds in the back. Uh, also, you can buy the Alta Rebbe Shulchan Aruch without the. Uh, that's already later, though, it wasn't necessarily for that reason, they just probably considered it to be in the public domain. Which Chabad doesn't agree with, since we're still uh, ongoing, we still uh, own the rights to be far. So that's uh, that's a whole discussion. But the Rebbe clearly uh, believed that uh, this continues till today. Another, like I said, when it came to Sichus, the Rebbe said, "Barabim." There you have more about this, about that. Uh, there's a I believe there's a matter from the Rebbe. The Rebbe says, "I said it in public. Anyone can write it down. Anyone can print it." We'll leave it at that. Another um, in conclusion. And this is talking in conclusion. Uh, another Nakuda that relates to the Holy Tevis uh, story relates to the aspect of the Yerusha. And we already mentioned, Mitlerab already mentioned that uh, his rights that Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch went over the Yerusha. Although there, there was no dispute because all the sons of the Alter Rebbe signed together. You see with the Tzemach Tzedek, where there was a lack of agreement about the Torah Ur regarding him, between him versus other unnamed Yerushim. I believe there was also some kind of earlier dispute with the Maharil, the Mitzvah Rebbe. I don't remember uh, or know the details at the moment. Uh, after the Tzemach Tzedek, we know historically there was a very big dispute among the Tzemach Tzedek's children. And ultimately, there were a number of uh, Chatzeris, a number of competing Chabad uh, groups and Rebbe's at the time. There's a lot that was written about it then. I think a lot of it has never been published. But Benegar, the Svarim, one of the issues that came up then was... The Kisviyad of the Tzemach Tzedek, that was considered a very big uh, part of what the Tzemach Tzedek left behind. And I believe that uh, the official psak was that even though the Ramarash stayed in Lubavitch and got to keep the hoif because he had Tzavos that uh, supported that, but when it came to the Kisviyad, I believe the psak was that they should divide it equally. However, we know that the Ramarash did not uh, heed that part of the tzava, and he, uh, whatever kisviyad he had his hands on, he never parted with. If others had other kisviyad, then they didn't part with those, but uh, he kept uh, whatever he had. Then about Shab and Razah, we know also things didn't go very smoothly. And uh, in the Shimas, there's a line there that the Rebbe Rashab was Mavatar and a lot of other things, uh, so he can get the Ksavim, so that there wouldn't be a time on the Ksavim. And I came across a man written by some Bachar Mustam and Tafshin Memvav during this whole saga that the Bar Bar Levin from the library for Bring, the Shredish Kislev, and he said that this for bringing is a letter of the Rebbe Shab that has not been printed, uh, where he writes to one of the great Chassidim, and the person writing the Amman says, I think he said was Chaim Ber Volansky. In this letter, he writes that he knows that his brother Raza also wants to solve him, and this is a big point of contention. But because his father was a rebbe, got this, got to keep the, the ksavim. So he also he was mekabel from his father. He gets to keep the ksavim. He's not parting with the ksavim. That's what the rebbe eleven shared at the time. And actually, the rebbe in one of the sikhs from this whole period in Shabbos Parshas Pinchas Tavshemem Hey, 
the uh, the Rebbe said that oh, they're trying to bring Rias from the Rashaf, the Marash, that there is a concept of Yerusha. So he says, first of all, at least the Marash, they were fighting over it because they wanted to learn it, because they all felt the uh, equal connection to the Torah, the Samach Tzedek, and it was just a question of uh, who's more, uh, is there someone who actually uh, is considered the main successor or not? But everyone wanted to learn it. Mashen came to sell it. So, you know, what's that? And anyway, in this case, in this instance, with the Fidek Rebbe, there wasn't Chalukah Sayyidusha Bechal. And in any case, the whole argument, this is the library of Agoch, it's on a regular estate, etc. By the way, not just Chabad. Chabad isn't the only uh, group where there were Tzachsuchim <coughs> over Yerushas that have to do with holy things. For example, in Sadiger, Rushan, after the son of the Rushner, Ravram Yaakov, who's called the, the Alter Rebbe of Sadiger, passed away, there was a big sikhsuch regarding his tzavah. He wrote a whole tzavah for his sons, for his daughters, and uh, the sons didn't like it, and they didn't want to keep the tzavah, and a lot of gedalim got involved, and their tshuvas are printed, and the main, uh, was the, the main one was the marasham, it's in his tshuvas. I also seem to recall that uh, Eli Rizel, who testified in the case, uh, was uh, repeated some kind of incident that he remembered from his childhood, I believe, relating to Vizhnitz, which is his background, I don't remember the details right now, and it's, I don't have the uh, testimony handy. Um, there's also Bechla when it comes to the ownership of Yershim over the actual works that their father created. There's various discussions. Do they, uh, Mamish, have full control of the Divinitaira? Can they prevent others from printing it if they don't want to print it? And, and things like that. Also, there's a question of, does a Bechar have double? Pishnayim? And uh, Mamish, Mamish finishing here. It's the, I mentioned this because this is a, another historical dispute in the, the Shalas HaTshuva's base Yitzchak of Rebitzchak Shmalkas, who was a Rav in Galicia in the mid to late 1800s. So he writes, as a Shaila, he writes to Reb Shimon Seifer of Erloi. The Reb Shimon Seifer of Erloi was the son of the Ksav Seifer, the grandson of the Chassam Seifer. And he says, regarding the Shaila, someone left over Chidush can someone else copy them and print them without the Rishus of the Yershim? Especially if he actually made the copy while the Mechaber was still alive, or is there Gezel? And he goes into a lot of the basic Yisraelis of copyright, ownership, um, Geneva. Uh, but I'll just mention that in Sivav, he says, He says they had this Vikuach in Zidachev, another Hasidic uh, group, after Isaac of Zidachev passed away. And he said they should print the Svarim. So there was a dispute oh. among the Yerushim as to how do we divide prophets and this is their Bukhar Pishnaim, and he gets into that as well. But just to point out that there have been other, you know, you look through Svarim, you find other historical precedents for elements of the Hey Teves story. And I would be remiss if, after all that, I didn't uh, state that there is a book called Schus Hayyotzinim and Makaitis Hayyudiyim by Professor Nachum Rakover, who uh, I believe is still with us. And uh, so I have to uh, acknowledge that I, you know, talking about and uh, so I did use his uh, book to some extent for a portion of the Marmakaimus uh, and the ideas in this year. Check it out for a lot more on this range of topic.